Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? And welcome back to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike. And I'm Ruby. And this may be actually the last episode we record for this podcast. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, no. Yeah, but it's an important one just because I guess the state of everything. I mean, the state of how the show ended, how everything was, and just how everything is going on even in our lives right now. Everyone's lives. It's called a global pandemic. Well, (laughs) I guess to give some background, I mean... Uh, of course, as everyone knows, the show Kim's Convenience ended this year in 2021 after we've gone through almost a, well, after we've gone through a year of being in a pandemic. That's true. And, you know, during that time, even as well, there was all that, I guess, the uprise of Asian hate crimes going on as well right. in the States and even here in Canada. People randomly elders being punched and attacked and people being shot who are just doing their job at work it's quite scary i remember getting a a message from a friend of ours saying that they saw on the news that um an elderly lady was being attacked on the street in her own neighborhood and that was actually rather close to where we live so she was just sending us a message to warn us and to let us know to be careful with our parents and it's it's really sad and disappointing to hear all of this, to be honest. Yeah, and I've had, well, I saw on Facebook that a friend of mine got attacked, too, oh, on the man. streets. And, yeah, I mean, what, what do you say about this kind of stuff? And I think, I think the ending of Kim's was especially hard as well, because, I mean, Kim's was one of those things that kind of stood out to put out representation as well. Yes, I think it started off giving a lot of people hope. Um, A lot of the actors in the show always said this was like a great moment. It's the first all Canadian or sorry, all Asian cast um, TV show that that's on North American television. And it was a really big deal. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just how it ended and how things that had happened behind the scenes, which (laughs) we will get into. And it was a domino effect as well, because at that time, I remember, well, number one, I, I remember that tweet that was given out by the producers, which I'll go into for a bit. Um, but also following that week or even previous to that week, there were like three other shows or two other shows with Asian leads that were mm. being canceled right. in 2021 on top of all the everything <laughs> happening in this world. And... I don't know. I mean, like, as an Asian person looking into seeing this industry and when, you know, two, three years ago, maybe more like three, four years ago, we were all talking about representation mattering. Like, Mm -hmm. what the hell happened to the world, right? Yeah, like the hope, the little light of hope suddenly felt like it got blown out. Yeah, it was like, hey, we're all crazy rich Asians, and now it's like, (laughs) Asians what? So... Yeah, uh, I think Kim's ending the way that it did at the time that it did. uh, Yeah, it's just, it's not a good look for everybody. (laughs) But on top of that, um, 
I was also looking at it from a point of view as a parent because we also became parents mm-hmm. in the last two years and our kid now we'll just call her baby Kimbit for the sake <laughs> of this show uh, she just turned one recently so during that time I mean I was looking forward to you know a show like this something for my kid to look forward to like you know even Kim's if it's not out um, at the time or uh, still going on at the time that she's grown up enough to watch it uh, that I'd hope that there were a lot more TV shows that she could watch and see herself reflected in but mm-hmm. you know it was so disheartening to see all these shows suddenly end <laughs> right? right and I don't know I, I was coming in the mind of myself thinking now oh I wish this show was there when I was a kid but now you know, I'm glad Kim's is here and Kim's is gone now. So anyway, I'm talking in circles. So <laughs> <laughs> being a parent uh, made me think or reflect a lot on that and the importance of shows like this. So anyway, so going back to like March, that's when because I'm on social media quite a bit and I get a lot mm-hmm. of alerts, especially when the Kim's social media account goes on or any or most Kimbits that I follow, uh, they tweet something Kim's related. I get alerts. And I remember I was at work and I got this midday and it was, (laughs) this is, this is the exact message. You can find this on the Kim's social media account said to our amazing fans. Authenticity of storytelling is at the center of success of Kim's convenience at the end of production on season five, our two co-creators confirmed that they were moving on to other projects. Given their departure from the series, we've come to the difficult conclusion that we cannot deliver another season of the same heart and quality that has made the show so special. Kim's convenience has meant so much to our cast writers, crew and audience around the world. Despite the restrictions and complications of shooting during the pandemic, season five is our finest season to date. It's been a privilege and a great pleasure to work with the Kim's family of writers and performers for the last five years. Thank you to our fans for the love and support you've given the show. So that seems like a very well-written ending. (laughs) Like I've been doing social media so long, like during the run of Kim's that well, and also being in business that I can tell when it's like a PR pitch or a right. PR message mm-hmm. versus something that that's that, real. From yeah. Heart. <laughs> and I remember at the time that this message went out, Andrew Fung had tweeted like within seconds of, you know, thank right. you to everybody. Thank you. It's been amazing to work with all the cats. Like he's he like, had it ready. <laughs> yeah. His, his tweets are always like that. Not, not, not in the ready sense, but like. You know, he, he's going out to thank the world and right. everybody because... His supporters. Yeah. And not only that, the people who, that he's worked with as well. Of course. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was literally within seconds of that tweet. And I was just like, whoa, he knew about this. And then I waited to see, okay, Paul, he's not tweeting anything. But we found out later that Paul, it was because he was... He was doing for an interview. Or no, he was doing a live show. show right. A live show called Canada Reads where he was a... Uh, debating his pick of book against other celebrities who picked books and uh 
you can probably find it on YouTube where he has a small message about being surprised about the end of Kim's Convenience, how they're all caught off guard, but he wants to thank the fans, et cetera, et cetera. That kind he of message. He actually said that during the show, yeah. And um, I think everybody but uh, on the main cast, but a few people said a few things. Of course, Simu, um, <laughs> Simu always, uh, he has his angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, anyway, I-, I guess we'll talk about that a bit later. But yeah, when I read this, I was like, something doesn't smell right. And the <laughs> thing is, especially, you know, why aren't anybody else kind of saying anything about this, right? So, I mean, of course... My favorite show was ending. Mm-hmm. A show that I made a freaking podcast for was ending. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, okay, I got to find out what the hell's happening. So I dug and I dug. I <laughs> I spent like the, those next few days uh, asking anyone that I knew in front of camera, behind camera, mm-hmm. everybody around it, friends who may have known people around the show as well what the hell happened? Do you know of anything that happened? And yeah, the, the answers that I got, um, I mean, I found out that nobody really had the full picture. Like, right. of course, everyone had their would. own perspective. Yeah. Right. And putting it together, put together kind of a, kind of a sad story. So I'm not going to tell all the details. I don't think there's any point because yeah, then this episode would be really depressing. <laughs> You already sound very depressed. Yeah. The usual upbeat yeah. podcast is turning into a very sad ending. Yeah. Because the thing was that, I I mean, like, that was like six months ago now. It actually took me at least three months to process all that, to find out what the hell I was going to say on an episode like this. Because, as I said, I had found out too much at that point, talking to all these people, finding mm-hmm. out, I guess, bits and pieces of what now I understand to be the problems that led to what Kim's convenience like caused it to collapse basically. And yeah, I don't think anybody should really know the full story, but they should know enough to, I guess, make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. So one thing I did want to kind of go into, I guess I will kind of, I guess encapsulate part of it is I mean, the one person that I wanted to hear from of all the people was Inns Choi. But the one common thing was nobody could get Inns to come out and say anything. People had called him out to interviews. I heard that even the cast tried to reach out to him. Like people like Paul, who has known him for like 10 plus years working with him on Kim's because, Mm -hmm. you know, they did the play and everything and even the development of the play. Um, he was basically ghosted for that first, uh, I guess, month or two months until Inns had told Paul, you know, I'm not comfortable talking about it. But I'm okay. So as a friend, don't worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's sort of how it ended. So that that just made me want to dig harder, look for questions, <laughs> look for answers. Um, so, I mean, uh, with Inns Choi, I mean, his story... we've heard so much about his story I mean through all this research and getting to know Kim's convenience in the story and basically it is it is basically the story of Inns Choi and Inns Choi I think we said on the podcast if 
if anybody remembers, he, he grew up in a very Christian family. Of course, mm-hmm. his father, his grandfather, his uncles, basically everybody around him were pastors or involved in the church in a very significant way. And uh, inns, I guess, like a lot of us second-gen Asians um, <laughs> growing up, he, he had, of course, identity things in high school where he was you know, like, don't call me in well he didn't call himself ins at that time right. his his full name is inserp or something like that and uh your lack he, of korean is not helping you to pronounce his name properly <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i only know like the useless words anyway <laughs> and uh yeah he he wanted to go by danny in high school and then he 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 uh, went on to go to Tyndale Seminary to actually become a pastor, follow mm-hmm. in the line of his family. And and then uh, he found the arts. He found that uh, he wanted to become an actor, a writer, mm-hmm. a poet, all those things. And uh, during that time, somebody told him, hey, why don't you go write for this Fringe Festival? Right. And that's sort of how... Kim started because he he went on to write this he went on to kind of uh, push this play to other uh, theater companies and then it took off from Fringe because so many people loved the show it was sold out yeah. Koreans from everywhere on the first show were <laughs> all coming to see it and then everybody heard it was awesome and they all they sold out all those shows mm-hmm. and in eventually he had sold it or not sold it, I guess, started to work with Soul Pepper Theater, mm-hmm. which um, it's it's a theater company that's in Toronto. Yep. And that's where Kim's has mainly been playing. And from that, there was... Um, Kim's the Play has been playing, yeah. Yeah, Kim's the Play was <laughs> playing for a couple of years. And then they toured around Canada. And uh, during that time, um, a former TV exec, he was a CEO of some... TV networks. I'm not going to use his name. You can look up his name. Uh, he was in one of the shows because he was invited by the head of Soul Pepper at the time. Or, to watch it, yeah. Yeah, and basically, he he was kind of sold. He he wanted to try to get this on TV, and that's sort of how the TV show started because of this guy and the Soul Pepper head and ins, and they said, well, you know what? Why don't we get a guy to help run? this show with you because of course you you have the source material but you need somebody experienced so somebody that knows how tv shows work right yeah and they brought in kevin white uh who was a well-known i guess writer slash showrunner at the Mm -hmm. time he'd been on multiple shows like schitt's creek being one of them and uh i guess that's sort of the kim's tv show uh and as far as how it came to be right yeah yeah and you can kind of see the influence of inns throughout the seasons at least uh the way that i've been putting it in the podcast like seasons one and seasons two um i i usually hold in high regard like we say good thing a lot of good things about it (laughs) you, you know how i feel about seasons three and four um but it's not so much because we knew whether or not no yeah we didn't but like we felt something that's the thing we connected better yeah with season one and two and finding out more of the story we kind of find out that seasons one especially inns had a lot more say and it as the seasons went on it seemed that 
Inns was holding less and less power that they were making uh, or consulting with him less and less and just kind of running with the show as it was. So that kind of explained, at least for me, connecting less and less with the show. Um, I mean, it was still funny. It was still good getting to know the characters and mm-hmm. the storylines. And once in a while, they throw something like, oh, my God, yeah, my family does that. But the authenticity it, was not as prominent. Yeah, it was being watered down. <laughs> that's that that's basically it but um we found out that around season three that's when they were kind of pitching the idea of a spin-off which is now known as strays mm-hmm. which would put nicole power shannon uh in the lead and to kind of run off and do her own thing so yeah, I guess it shouldn't be a spoiler alert at this point because no, I imagine most people have seen season five. So um, <laughs> uh, they, at the start of season four, I guess before that, like, yeah, as I said, that Inns was given less and less input. And some people were saying that Inns, if by, by like season three, season four, he was basically in meetings. He would just kind of pushed in a corner and nobody was acknowledging him or taking anything that he said. He wasn't saying anything to a point, I guess that's what they were saying. So when it came to about season four, so where it kind of diverges is there was a disagreement. Well, in one story is there was a disagreement on how the characters were handled, especially by the end of season four, Mm -hmm. that they felt that, uh, the characters were going so far from, you know, being Asian and just being funny. Um, and it, it kind of, I, I don't want to say a revolt happened, but basically <laughs> a revolt happened. So uh, whatever it was, I guess Kevin White had decided at that point to move on to Strays, mm-hmm. right? And I think at that point, and again, this is a divergent point that, you know, Inns Choi was left to develop season five by himself, right? right? And, and at that point, it would be season five and six, because season six was also already yeah, booked. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Now, yeah, I mean, given the fact that, and I don't know how much Inns had learned at that point over the years, or he would just kind of stuck in the role of you know you're you're the asian (laughs) consultant guy because there are charts out there online about saying oh this is a representation of people who are writers and directors and producers Mm -hmm. on the show and the numbers don't look good for asian representation to be quite frank uh because i get that but if you think about it how many people like how many of well-known Asian writers are there, or producers, yeah. or editors? No, nope, that, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. But the, their point is that why didn't why weren't there more chances given to those people mm. to write these stories? Because right. this is an Asian story, right? Why don't have, Why don't you have Asians in the room? <laughs> right, and the argument would be then, oh well, this is In's Choi's story. Well, In's Choi was there. He could have consulted. If he didn't like how the Asianist was telling, mm-hmm. he could have flipped it back towards himself. So that's where I argue with that point. Mm. But yeah, so the whole argument is like, okay, you you had one East Asian, you had, and, and 
I remember uh, somebody was like, well, there's a South Asian. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Um, so basically, most people agree Inns Choi had not an easy time doing season five, but mm-hmm. but basically people agree that without Inns Choi, season five probably wouldn't have happened. Right. Like season six? <laughs> and then COVID happened. Of course. And, I, yeah, COVID kind of pushed everything back uh, because usually they they do their filming between May and August. They usually mm, wrap like in August. Time, yeah. yeah, and that's why Kim's is never never in the snowing. <laughs> yeah, no Halloween, no snowing, no nothing. Um, but because of all the lockdowns and them having to close everything. Basically, everything was up in the air because they had to mm-hmm. figure out protocols whenever they were going back up. And how are they going to make everything safe for the people who work there? Yeah. Just like everyone in the film industry, like things got put on hold. All the shows were paused. Nobody was filming. Nobody's working. But keeping in mind that they still had to have the release date of January 2021, right? Mm-hmm. So that would mean that the production time after everything is filmed, would be in crunch time. Right. Right? Because you are you only have so many months and mm-hmm. whatever it is. So I think they didn't start filming until July. Somebody can correct me, but there's another bump in the road, and his name is Simu Liu, <laughs> because he was filming his movie, which also get pushed back. Yeah. Um, and he didn't end up finishing his stuff until October. October, November, uh, but to be fair, I mean, people have said that he he was basically in a boot camp when he was back, doing two weeks straight of filming, mm-hmm. trying to catch up on all the filming he wasn't in. And you'll notice that there were clever little things they did in the <laughs> in season five where he was on the laptop, you know, yep. uh, filming wherever he, he was. He wasn't in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, he was probably. You know, I bet that he was probably at home in his condo and just filming it from there. In Australia? No, no, no. In Toronto. So, because when he came back, he would have had to been um, quarantined for two weeks. Right. So, they probably gave him the equipment and then said, record yourself. No, I think he said that Marvel and CBC were working together in terms of, like, filming him while he was away. (laughs) Whatever the case. Um, So, that pushed back things even further. So, imagine having all that pushed back from when you're used to having filming done in August and maybe having like a quarter, like three months, four months to do all the editing before you ship it off to CBC to now having like a month to two months mm-hmm. to like filling all this in. So I can imagine for Inns Choi, number one, soloing, show running this, this, this season five. Right. Number two, uh, being... A creative, right? He's he's a guy who likes to have pen on paper and write, mm-hmm. and he's probably that's where his joy is. And all of a sudden, he's got to deal with people everywhere, right? <laughs> on a job that all of that on yeah. a job that now he's just suddenly having to do himself. And number three, not having the time that he needs to actually take his break and stuff, because after everything has been sent off, then he would have to start writing kim's almost immediately after the break so i can imagine that all these factors leading up to this could have caused 
could have been one factor to him mm-hmm. kind of wanting out. But I mean, it, there are so many red flags in terms of in terms of how everything was leading up to that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. no matter who you talk to in the background, it it doesn't paint a pretty picture. I think that there were probably a lot of lessons that uh, everybody working, especially the Asian cast crew, uh, and and the one Asian writer would be Inns there. Um, anyway, that that they probably all took away from that uh, learning, and hopefully for their future projects, making the best out of it somehow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean. I imagine, let's say it's the worst case scenario that something really was murky in the background and this this big powerful guy pulling all the strings was, you know, making decisions that nobody agreed with, which that's that's another thing I heard that when Inns had backed out because um, at the end of season five, he wasn't sure he was going to continue. Uh, some people had said that they tried to convince him he was almost on board to and he was actually coming back uh, when he suddenly backed out. Uh, they had been already talking with the the exec producer, mm-hmm. uh, again, big CEO guy in the background. And he didn't want, uh, he basically didn't want to continue on, even if other people wanted to step up and take additional uh, additional responsibilities. Some people saying, you know, I, I can work additionally as a writer. I can work additionally as a producer and all that. Again, I, I think I see that as a gap in not creating opportunities. And it shows historically. I mean, like, how many Asian directors, how many Asian writers were there over time? Mm-hmm. Um, again, this could have been another opportunity to, at least for season six, just run with it and see how it goes. Right? Right. But would would companies want to lose money if they get zero ratings? You know what I mean? I don't think it would have had zero ratings because it had such a following already, mm. right? If you're starting something from scratch, right? It, it, the same rule applies to business. It applies to social <laughs> media or anything, right? Yeah. If you have a following, the following's going to follow you right. regardless. Um, and people wouldn't have known really about those background stories, mm-hmm. right? It would have just carried on and... You know, if if let's say for example, Sumu decided he was the a producer or a writer or something, mm-hmm. his following probably would have been like, "Oh my God, this is a Simu episode. I'm going to pay extra attention to this." But mm-hmm. that's going to be that's after true. the fact, right? Yeah. Most people won't really know about that stuff, but yeah, and yeah, as I said, I've done a lot of <laughs> reading into this, and if you really want to find out more, it, it's all right out there. It. You can read between the lines. You can even message us on our Discord if you have more <laughs> questions. But yeah, it's it it's not a pretty picture. But if you're somebody like me that needs the truth, happy to point you in certain directions to see <laughs> what you find out. Because I think, and, and going back to it, I think even if it was a very ugly picture, uh, Inns Troy would be the type to not say anything about it. Because, again, going back to his Christian upbringing, I think he would rather stay silent and not say anything rather than... than Speak ill of something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Again. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Sure. There <laughs> you go. Unfortunately, that is a saying. <laughs> so that's that's our, sort of the story of Innstroy that I put together based on what everyone else has said. And of course, nobody really knows a true story until Innstroy comes out and says something. But I don't think he will. And I don't think he has to, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, we got five seasons of... Kim's Convenience. Of Kim's Convenience. Mm-hmm. You know, and three of them were good, two of them weren't. But Well, we that's got... only your perspective. I think some people really like the other two, too. Yeah, and if they like seasons three and four, I don't know. Yeah, don't message <laughs> me. Just unfollow me. It's okay. Um, yeah, and that's that's what I have to say about that. So for this season of the podcast, it's been hard to find topics because, yeah, a lot of the things have followed this controversy. And I've tried not to answer what I thought about season five overall <laughs> and how, the, how it was for an ending and all that stuff. I think I'm going to answer that now. I think, yeah, yeah because now I, I've now watched a couple, I guess, shows ending like right now we just finished watching brooklyn 99 ending and then you think of other long-running shows like how i met your mother and all that stuff now in terms of the ending i think i think if you didn't know kim's had a sixth season it could have been an okay ending i can Mm -hmm. see I can see, let's say that hypothetically Inns had written this season five to be the final season. He definitely, he definitely set things up for Shannon to leave. I think that the... I think that was needed, right? Like everyone knew that she was going to strays. So that confirms what people are saying about Kevin White and wanting to leave and how he basically wasn't in season five at all. That, you know, they Mm -hmm. prepared Shannon to go because in the last three episodes, it's like... Uh oh, something's happening with Shannon. Uh oh, <laughs> she's really going. Uh oh, she broke up with Jung s- suddenly, <laughs> and now she's gone. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of that, they left what I'm going to call breathing room. Right? Mm-hmm. I think when you're saying goodbye to characters, you need to give them time and space to kind of say goodbye to their characters. And for Shannon, at least they gave her space to say goodbye to the Kim's world, even though for Jung, it was kind of like, you know, You're breaking we, up with me. <laughs> we got together in the closet and now it's over, so we're done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel bad for the rest of the characters. They just kind of got left in that dinner, leaving the store, and okay, <laughs> see you, bye. <laughs> right? Because sure you see jung kind of grow up a bit he's he's mm-hmm. and i'm not only talking about you know pitching that idea to oman appa um and you know showing his business school acumen at that point mm-hmm. but also like even in the emotional sense that he was so just fed up what what they were saying like he thought that he was actually pitching a, a idea that when he came back he's like look i I'm sorry, I just stormed out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, like that wouldn't have happened in season one through four, even, right? Yeah, that's true. But was that given enough time to breathe? I'm going to say no, because mm-hmm. I think they should have given a scene or two of Jung just kind of figuring that out and saying, <laughs> you know, I, 
I, I'm I'm bigger than this now, right? Mm. Or well, the yeah. only thing that they did to tie that up was when Jung said to Shannon, "Lunch buddies forever," and she said yes. Ah, uh, even because that. I mean, the breakup. I mean, the breakup was very abrupt. In, given well, given technically Jung, not abrupt because given Jung's character, though, if it had happened that abrupt, he would have blew up. <laughs> But that's what I mean, going to your point. It shows that he's grown. There's growth and he's accepted it because he realized or he reflected on the past last like three episodes where the whole, what, what is that other show called that they were trying out for? Oh. Something Adventures. Yeah, the Amazing Race show. I, right. I don't remember yeah. what it was called. So the fact that, you know, that whole fake marriage, real marriage proposal thing happened, I think he did reflect on it and realize we aren't in the same place and we're not wanting the same things. And he gets that. I mean, it, in in the matter of like two minutes to show showcase all of that, that was not enough. Like you said, it's not enough breathing room. But they try to wrap up what they could based on the fact that they knew this was the last episode, right? Yeah. And, and again, I, I put it in the perspective of two people. The person who knows that season five... Uh, was going on to season six and the person who doesn't and just was right. watching the show as an average fan. Mm-hmm. Average fan would probably look at that like, okay, that was a bit rushed, but yeah, you know, it, it was a good yeah. ending, right? They close it off versus, you know, there are a lot of other shows that, you know, they planned for a few seasons ahead and then just suddenly they're canceled. Or but, they plan for the ending and then it's like, really? You yeah. took all that time, and that's what you came up with? <laughs> yeah, we're talking to you, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> um, but then you also take a look at the other plot points, or the ongoing points, right? Like, how about Oma and dealing with illness? Like, they were talking about retirement, right? Mm-hmm. But what I would have liked to see is that they're kind of planning, and they're actually moving on from the store, right? Mm. Kind of... And I'm going to use Brooklyn Nine-Nine as an example. <laughs> and yeah, spoiler alert. So just letting you know. Um, so one of the things is that one of the main character, he's leaving the force. Right. So. And you find that out in like the last episode, part one of last episode. You find that out in the last episode, but they given hints throughout the season that something wasn't right about, he didn't feel right about what he was doing as a cop anymore and that he was that he was growing in responsibilities and changing his idea of how he wanted to live his life so when it came up to that they had kind of drawn out that episode that it was basically his goodbye to the force at that time Mm -hmm. so by the end they kind of wrapped it up tidily enough because a bunch of characters were technically leaving Mm -hmm. at the same time that they they kind of gave it enough room to say a goodbye, yeah. right? That everybody was sort of moving on to the next stage of their life and kind of showing where they were transitioning next to. Mm-hmm. I feel that uh, two points uh, where Kim's kind of didn't breathe enough in that is that, you know, I'm on up ahead in this episode. We never even thought that they were considering retirement at this point, which would have been, I guess, a nice transition to kind of say goodbye to them without talking about the illness Mm-hmm. and the other is Janet about, I mean, in this whole season, <laughs> end of season in, in season four, they're like, oh, yeah, she might hook up with Gerald. Yay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, season five, like, what, Gerald? 
no, 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 that's not happening. So, and then she, she's kind of finding her identity, right? Mm-hmm. And they just started kind of poking at that, exploring it, and drop. I can see where you're coming from, but I also have to say, like, for let's go back to the Aman Appa um, scenario. They did kind of refer to, I think it was end of season four, like how Amma wanted to do all those things. Right. Because, you know, they don't have time. You know, like, we're getting old. Let's go do this stuff instead of, you know, doing it later. And that's why they went snorkeling. Was it snorkeling? Diving? One or two? Yeah. 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 Right? So they kind of built that into it if you take that lens um, that they were trying to. But then They're, season five was, like, taken over by MS, which is a whole other story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for Janet... She's exploring, but, like, where could she land? She did say to Gerald that she was looking to start her own business. She's finally figured it out. There's no point in her doing all this, you know, it's the side work anymore. She's going to do her own thing and start with wedding. Like, she had that whole spiel kind of prepared. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and again, yeah, that that's a good point. I forgot about the, the photo studio that she was going to do with Gerald. But it, it kind of felt like that last episode was, like, sprinting to the end, right? Yes. It's like... What happened to all the other episodes in season five where you're going to lead up to this? That happens in a lot of finales. Yeah, and those are the bad finales. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, like it, it does happen even in planned finales. Yeah. I, I feel that if they had given this episode to even be like an hour, two hour movie, it mm. probably would have had enough time to breathe out to say this is goodbye. Right. right? Like a two-part ending. Um, yeah, or three-part. Because mm. really, yeah, well, basically what they did for Shannon, that's what they needed to do with all these characters. Mm. Like, give the last three or four episodes to just set up all the plots to nail it in the last episode and finish it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but yeah, I mean, for the average fan, they would look at it as like, okay, they all say goodbye at the dinner. That's yeah. the end. For somebody who's expecting season six, yeah. I, I think that they were expecting, and again, breathing room. They were expecting that room to say, see where it goes and see yeah. what they can go on from there. Mm-hmm. So how did I feel about season five? I think season five overall, it was actually pretty good. I remember that there was a lot of going back to form. I said that about season four. I think because I think season three was really bad but season five was <laughs> season five did remind me more of season two in a lot of ways mm-hmm. until yeah until like how they tried to wrap everything up um, I felt that was a bit messy like there was a lot of focus on Shannon and I, I mean Nicole I, I she has a lot of range she has a lot of range yes. that hasn't been shown in Kim's. Kim's, she's basically got the the the, the bubbly, the bubbly person, the yeah. the punchline and a joke most of the time. She's the she's like that odd character, the weird, yeah. the weirdo, <laughs> yeah. as they call it in the comedy. And, and we're gonna talk more about strays in a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that they, they got she got to stretch her legs a bit for the, the last, last couple episodes, episodes yeah. which is great because she. She has a lot of talent that she's not showing. No, and we've seen Kim's. that through like her plays and stuff. Yeah, through her other work. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, then looking at the series as a whole, I guess. Well, I, I mean, the whole series was just overall still good. I think mm. overall, I mean, let's just say that I'm the guy who didn't know that season six was coming up. I think overall that it it had a decent a decent run. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to put it. It had a decent run. Yeah. <laughs> Except if we can delete seasons three and four. <laughs> we can cut out those, you know, important episodes, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um so yeah, I, I think for me, one of the things that was going through my head is like, what's gonna happen to all these guys? Because this has been their steady work yeah, for, five, for years. five years. And and then, you know, all of a sudden you suddenly don't have a job. Like I can imagine, like it's just like any other company, right? Like you think you're going into work the next day and then suddenly your company's like, Nope, no longer in business. So good luck. I think Especially it's, as an actor, right? It's unfortunate, but I think a lot of actors, not that they're used to it, but like, you know, you get a gig, it may last, it may not, right? It's something that they they should have in the back of their mind. Shows get canceled, things like that happen. So I, f- I feel like they're better prepared than somebody working in a corporate job and all of a sudden getting oh, no, laid no, off. No, 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 <laughs> no, of course, of course. But especially when, I guess, because success and long-term mm. gigs are rarer they for are, an yes. actor absolutely right mm-hmm. so when you have a long-term gig and suddenly it's swept under your feet especially mm-hmm. when you have like the network already backing you yes that's true. and then it's gone i can only imagine their feeling when they heard the news mm-hmm. right i'd be sitting there like numb like and i think paul kind of expressed that right he wasn't sure if he could yeah. even do that book show yeah, he he was a trooper to keep doing what he did. Of course, and he uh, he mentioned he had no family or anyone with him because he he had flown somewhere else to do that show. Yeah, he so. he had to quarantine to be on that show, <laughs> which is crazy. Again, COVID, everything. COVID really screwed around with everything this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, and you'll see all shows right now the effect of COVID and how they film their episodes i know i'm sidetracking here but like even in kim's like the distance between two characters and the camera angle that they use is much different than they used to mm-hmm. because they're trying to show that you know they they're together in but the same not. room but they're not and how many how many people may be in a room like even in the episode where they had the prom right mm. they ask oh how many people showed up yeah nobody showed up you know why no one showed up because of covid yeah because they didn't want to film too many people together right. so they're trying to be clever about stuff like that so not as clever as blacklist <laughs> yeah. whole other story but they did their finale how would you call that oh animated, animated. Was yeah it an animation yeah it was okay. an animation right so <laughs> sorry sidetrack there yeah yeah and spoiler yeah. alert if anyone hasn't watched it it's been out for a while yeah <laughs> it's yeah covid screwed up a lot of things stop okay keep going <laughs> yeah we uh the weird pause there was because we recorded this back in september and what? <laughs> and now it's december <laughs> Yeah, we we did a little time jump here. Uh, well, just simply, we, we I didn't quite like the way that it ended. How we were recording it got sadder and sadder and sadder. 
It was like so as you guys noticed, the whole podcast, well, the whole episode was very sad toned <laughs> because we were it, it was still a fresh wound for us, I think. <laughs> Even at six months. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, three months more perspective and I mean and I guess that's a good segue into where we're going is about the projects that everybody's been doing since the end of Kim's. Mm-hmm. And I mean, during this, I guess let's start off with Nicole and Strays. Uh, right. We finished yeah. all of it now, yeah, and not season... just the first three episodes. <laughs> yeah, season one. Season one, I think it took a, a little while to get into. I mean, I'll be frank, the first three episodes were kind of like, I was expecting Kim's. Mm. I was expecting to feel that same vibe, and mm. and I didn't. And I just kept watching, and I guess in a way getting disappointed because I wasn't getting the same feels. I but, think you were still expecting Kim's because you were still missing Kim's. Yeah. And Stray's is not meant to be a replacement for Kim's. No. <laughs> and it's funny because in the credits, they say that it they're characters based, on, based Kim. on Kim's. But the only character that's based on Kim's is Shannon. That's true. There's nobody else that appears in the show no, that's from Kim's. No, but then Kim's. the actors, they do reuse a lot of the actors. Yeah, so you got, of course, Shannon, Nicole Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Kevin Vidal, who played the guy who, one of the, the customers. No, was, was it Roger? Roger? I thought his name Maybe. was Roger. Episode uh, one, right? From season one and season two, he, mm-hmm. he pops in the store a couple times Uh Gay discount. He he's one of the guys who comes into the store. Yeah. Um, uh, you got Tony Napo who mm-hmm. plays the sketchy neighbor in uh, <laughs> season two. Uh, Tina Jung, of course, right? Who plays Genie, Genie and Kim's, but she plays Joy in Strays. Strays. Yeah. And uh, off the top of my head, that's it. I'm pretty sure somebody out there who was like, "You forgot one," but yeah. whatever, <laughs> close enough. I mean, I was. The, I see a lot of parallels with Strays and how they handled Handy because okay. there were a lot of similar kind of character types. Of course, we don't have Terrence, we don't have Stacy, we don't right. have Omar, all those people. The characters but, that we love. <laughs> but there are a lot of the same dynamics there. Yes. Which, which was kind of fun to see again, mm-hmm. um, especially between joy and paul paul being tony napo's character i think that was my favorite pairing (laughs) between all the people there and of course you got like the workplace romance going on as well ah right um so and at the same time i guess they're trying to build shannon's world right Mm -hmm. uh she's she's at that point kind of dating she's got this awkward kind of student working with her that is the dad of anyway i'm getting this spoiler territory no i was like (laughs) "Mm, we're getting a little deep into strays um, but yeah, I mean, I say give Strays a chance just because it's something different. I, I know Nicole was getting a lot of backlash when Kim's ended because, you know, right. the one white person got the spinoff. But you, you know, it, it's a completely different show. I say yep. watch it with new eyes. Watch it with um, just a new mindset just because it's something different. Yeah. And I think we've said it before, like Nicole got Strays way before Kim's was ending. Like, I don't know if we've talked about it in this episode, but I know that it's a fact she she had the sign, I think, in season three, right? Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, if anybody who's offered your own lead role in any show, I mean, you're going to take it, right? Yeah. 
it's and at season three everyone was still very happy you know like there wasn't any issues yeah and if she's getting a spinoff then what's the problem right yeah and jung didn't really need a girlfriend he just right they weren't together (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean yeah give it a shot and nicole's an awesome person Mm -hmm. uh actually i see also that she's also kind of working with michael musi on his next maybe it's season two of his show right right so yeah that'll be fun to see as well Mm -hmm. they have great dynamic yeah and they're good friends in person Mm -hmm. too like in real life so it'll be good to see so andrew yeah uh i think everyone's seen all the trailers and the the what is it i'm hyped for this show yeah i'm hyped for run the (laughs) birds like all the trailers it it has Andrew's kind of unique uh, humor. Yeah, like his comedic, his comedic side is definitely the base of the show, and and it was just so funny because we were watching Spider Man in the theaters, and then he comes up on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, I immediately tweeted him. I was like, "Yo!" <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been on billboards everywhere and right yeah and uh yeah it, it's just been amazing to see i i'm looking forward to it. it's going to be in like a week or two weeks that the premiere is going to be out mm-hmm. i was thinking should we record this part after we watch the first episode i'm like <laughs> you know what i, th- I think it's going to be awesome I, i'm not too worried about that so uh, i i have all the hopes that uh, i'm gonna love this show mm-hmm. i mean I'm going to go with the same mindset of Strays. It's not going to be Kim's. It's just going to be something different. And oh, Andrew, and this is totally different, right? Yeah. It, it's second-gen Asian dude mm. with a family, young kids, and in just Calgary? living in the burbs. We don't no. know where. Oh, okay. Just somewhere. I see. But, yeah, the basically the way that Andrew described it to me is like, yo, it's like... It's like his life? <laughs> it's like his life, but it's also, he kind of tried to relate it to me, too, because, I mean, we're parents, too, mm-hmm. right? Second gen parents kind of just mm-hmm. living our lives. That's so true. So that's the yeah. way he tried to put it. And I, I get that sense from the trailers as well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. For I'm sure. looking forward to that. Simu. Of course, he No, had... I don't think we even need to talk about Simu. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, we've seen Shang-Chi. And uh, he's actually getting a bunch of other roles with other stuff and yep. whatever. He's he's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in too much freaking stuff. He's just <laughs> invading like everything. Like my YouTube, every other thing is like, like I came Simu's across <laughs> gaming stuff, and then he's he's in a freaking Diablo commercial. It's like, dude, seriously, just just stop being in my stuff. <laughs> I need a break. Otherwise, I'm gonna get back to like, you know, making memes. Simu memes. <laughs> Anyway, Simu Simu. Um, hope he does well. Hope he uh, champions, keeps championing the Asian representation yes. and using that, that su- superhero status well because, you know, he, he's got the opportunity a lot of people haven't had or will get. So Absolutely. And it, it was just like, it, it's kind of like what everyone was hoping for for Black Panther, right? When, when... I guess the cast was announced. Yeah. Sorry. And and it was a, it was a success, uh, sort of in the same light as Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, especially for a pandemic movie, it did really well at the box office. Oh, absolutely. So, so I hope it continues to do well. I mean, there's um, there's uh, rumors of a spinoff for Disney Plus, 
and as well Shang-Chi 2 has also been announced so yes yeah <laughs> and of course Simu uh he he went he was quick he went out of it. his way yeah, exactly. <laughs> went out of his way to say hey haters getting a number two yeah so yeah in Simu fashion so there you go although I am sad that Tony Leung won't be in it <laughs> hey you never know maybe he will be Shang-Chi too yeah it's a prequel to Shang-Chi right <laughs> Andrea, Andrea is busy. Andrea is like doing a bunch of uh, films. I just I checked her IMDb today because I knew she was working on films, but I didn't know exactly who she was working with, what she was doing. I do, mm-hmm. didn't know she was working on a movie called Float with Robbie Amell, who has been in a lot of shows, a lot of a lot of movies. He's, yeah, I guess to you, he's the brother of Arrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's also been in oh, a bunch of... the guy that plays Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he, he's also well-known himself. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also going to be in a movie called Fresh with Sebastian Stan, who plays Bucky from the MCU. Oh! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, and she's... Uh, That's awesome. She's got a lot of other things lined up, so... Yeah, Andrea, she she deserves everything that's coming to her. She's really talented. Yes, definitely. I thought she would be doing a lot more writing, but I am happy that she's going to be back on the big screens. I I still want to see her do writing, though, and directing <laughs> and producing her own stuff because she's she's got an awesome sense of humor, so it's kind of fun to see her stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I still look back and watch karaoke mamas once in a while mm. and uh, her inanimate funnies so i mean <laughs> if she keeps putting out that stuff i'll keep following so yeah <laughs> i mean that's me um jean yeah so she's she said that she's been back into writing okay she's actually more active on social media these days uh today Isn't she always <laughs> yeah especially when it's political uh she has a new puppy and a new cat right yes. yeah yeah and uh she's a new mom a fur baby mom <laughs> while while taking care of her own kid who it, it's funny i was just reading on her account today that uh funny story is that she was taking her son to get his booster shot oh nice while andrea was also visiting oh in toronto Ooh. so they had all went to go to do this booster shot together for oh. moral support for the sun mm-hmm. and um while they were there they ran into a friend an actor friend who i forgot his name but he's the guy who plays dancing bear in season one. Oh, yeah really? he, he was working there at the at the clinic and <laughs> and by chance then andrea like there was a slot open so andrea also got her booster shot as well oh, so when am i getting mine ah! <laughs> But I, I found it a funny kind of reunion, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> all three of them. Like, what are the chances? Yeah, that's so right? strange. Uh, and and that's f- awesome that that actor is is a volunteer at the clinic. It's amazing. Or maybe he's a doctor in real life. He was just oh, acting. And for, he was just yeah, acting for fun. Acting yes. for fun. So they do that. Yeah, they have the brains and the looks and the skills. <laughs> Some people just have the brains and not so much the skills. Ken Jung. I don't know. I'm hating on Ken Jung. <laughs> He's a doctor and he's an actor. I, I'm sure that Apparently he's the he's jealousy. he's a good singer, too. Really? He was on Unmasked Singer? Uh, Is that what it's called, that show? But he, he's version. one of the... Oh, he was on the Korean version. Yes, he was. Oh, because he's a judge on the American one. Yes. Anyway. I think that's getting, how he got that one. But we're getting sidetracked. Yes, totally. <laughs> and uh, finally, from the main cast, we have Paul. Uh, Paul has been... 
busy. Yes, yeah. you see I, him like every other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, she means on YouTube because he has his YouTube channel called Bitter Asian Dude, just mm-hmm. like his, uh, his Twitter. Brand. Yeah, yeah, his brand. And uh, he basically does a bunch of geek stuff. He talks about cosplay. He talk. He has unboxings. Mm-hmm. He I also had video games, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he had some videos with his sons, Miles and, and Noah, and, um, yeah, basically also has AMAs, mm. which I don't remember for members only, um, but basically you can ask him anything, like literally right. anything. I asked him if he would rather be stuck on a flight <laughs> with a window closed in the middle seat or have ketchup chips and if you know paul from social media you'll know that he doesn't like either and he did choose one you can go and look at that up (laughs) um but yeah it's a really fun uh live stream well really fun channel if you're into that stuff it's super interactive he's he's really up close and personal you really feel like you're watching a friend you're not yeah you're not like watching the celebrity doing their thing and and it's feels better than like the youtube stars that are still like celeb status right so mm-hmm. it's it's awesome paul's like super chill yeah he it's really awesome and really fun <laughs> too. so i mean i really recommend like liking and subscribing to that channel i mean even joining as a member like there's a lot of cool benefits that he has but um yeah the coming up days i mean like he's been busy with projects since he stopped kim's like he's been in one or two Hallmark movies since then. He's had a <laughs> bunch of cameos. And most importantly, he's been cast in a role that I've been kind of like like <laughs> poking at Twitter for a long time. He's going to be Uncle Iroh in Avatar The Last Airbender. The live which, action version. The yeah, new Netflix. live action version, I should yeah. say. <laughs> I will say that the casting on that has been sp- bought on or at least i have good vibes from it Mm. because everybody that they're casting is either accomplished or they look really promising in their role (laughs) like for example um the guy who plays zuko and i guess if you don't know who all these characters are watch avatar the last airbender probably one of the best like animated series in the yeah. last like five to ten I years i really like the series yes um zuko he's basically this angry kid who <laughs> he, he's very one-track mind on catching what's called the avatar who's another kid and um zuko basically think of jung but angry but <laughs> or with angrier? fire powers yeah <laughs> and and the funny thing is the guy who's playing Zuko had played young Shang-Chi right. in the Shang-Chi movie. And I thought that kid was awesome. Mm. And then I was like, he oh, my God. He teenage version. Who yeah, was the angry. teenage one. <laughs> and that kid was ripped, too. So, <laughs> um, so basically, Paul is going to be playing his older father figure, his uncle. Yeah. Um, mm. Which that character is very compassionate and wise and... And kind and kind and drinks a lot of tea. <laughs> no, well, anyway, so he he's he's actually a really good fit for the role. So mm-hmm. I mean, everything that he's shown with Appa and Kim's, it's it's gonna show here in yeah. spades in this show, and it's it's a great story. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it. So what do you think Kim's is gonna be remembered for? I think we talked about this. Yeah, yeah I know. In our I know. Family episode. 
awesome. I know you covered that. I guess I didn't cover that, so that's probably why I wrote it again. And I kept saying throughout the season, it's like, yeah, I'll answer that in another episode because I get my own episode to talk about this. No, I think you were still a little sad about the whole ending of Kim. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. That's on it. That's, uh, I mean, well, let's just get back to the question. Um, I think a lot of people will probably look back at this show and be like, that's the show where all the famous people started, right? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you remember that Carson Tava guy? He started there. He was also that Uncle Iroh guy too. Yeah, he was. He played a dad. I can't believe he played a dad. And, yeah. uh, you know, when Run the Burbs goes for season 10, he'll be like, <laughs> my God, I can't picture him doing anything else. But yeah. He was before he was a dad too, I guess. He was wow. he was a single dude. Mm-hmm. And you got a superhero, you got Andrea and her she's gonna be like A list <laughs> And I'm pretty convinced Jean is gonna be a politician at one point. <laughs> or at least like just on or on correspondent. Team, she's yeah. gonna be a correspondent or mm-hmm. something. Just well, I mean on top of her creative jobs. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna say that's anyway, it's I for many passions. I think all of them, they're all going to be going higher and further to where it mm-hmm. is. I think Kim's is only the stepping stone to where their careers are really going to be. Um, but that's them. That's that's the people we got to know over all yes. these years. Mm-hmm. But Kim's itself and the stories of representation, I think, I think people are going to remember this as kind of opening the door to other stories. I think that... Well, as I said on the podcast like a billion times, is that Kim's was the first time that I saw myself on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, not in a stereotypical way, not in a joking <laughs> way, not to laugh at myself, but I actually saw myself there. Mm-hmm. So I hope to see more and more stories like that. And I think, I mean, like Run the Burbs is like a good example of that, that... Mm-hmm. Now it's sort of extending out to what happens to these second gen when they have their kids. Right. And how do they raise their kids mm-hmm. going forward? So in a sense, it's sort of a, and I, I guess I'm kind of jumping the gun on saying it, a spiritual successor to that, right? Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Spiritual successor. In, in a sense. In a yeah. sense, right? Because... Uh, it, it talked about the first gen and their kids, right? Mm. And all the, the gripes that a first gen would have. But um, I, I think it'll probably be a little more grounded for me, I guess, where I am now. Because Kim's was where I was before. Okay. I feel like just talking to people that aren't as big fans, like... People that watch the show because they love the show, they enjoy the show, but yeah. not necessarily like Kimbit fan base type people. Um, they don't know any of the history that's happened. They don't know any of the politics behind the show ending. They just know that it was a great show and they loved it. And mm-hmm. there's still people talking about it. And what I hear is, oh, so what are they doing now? I hope they still have like things like going on, but they don't know what everyone is doing so i'm, I'm yeah. really glad that we covered it but i i also don't think that that's our audience base either if you listen to us yeah however the show itself depending on who it is will have a different meaning 
it's either a good comedy that everyone enjoyed. It was like a family-friendly comedy that everyone could sit around on, what was it, Thursday night? Am I getting the nights wrong? Yes. Thursday night. No, it, no. it wasn't Thursday. Oh, okay. Wednesday night? <laughs> Tuesday night? No. Oh, God. So many people are cringing right now. I'm sorry. I've been a mom of like a year and a half, so I, I'm still like trying to get my brains back. So... <laughs> yeah like calling the mom card <laughs> it's true i forget things every day it's terrible um yeah so it's it's a show that everyone gathered around to watch whether it's because you felt a connection through or you just enjoyed the comedy because it it was good humor it wasn't one of those types of humors that was like poking fun at people it was enjoyed by everyone of ethnicities and everyone felt connected in some way everyone felt that they, it pulled at their heartstrings i think people connected with the show yeah as kind of what you're saying in different ways i think some people just saw it as that funny show yeah. and i and i really feel and i'm saying this to those people especially go watch strays i think you'll actually like strays um but yeah i, I, I the one interesting thing that i found with anybody and a lot of people, especially non-Asian people, is that when they see Paul on the streets, they <laughs> they go and they call him, "Hey, Appa, Appa, hey, I watch your show. You're awesome." And the funny thing is, like, it, it's it it and Paul tells these stories as he's you know in Toronto or he's traveling to the states or mm -hmm. wherever he's traveling and people on the streets just call him up on like that that's the interesting thing about this is that he got people in the world or in Scott or whoever got people in the world to call this man dad <laughs> right he's basically become the world's dad like you don't see people like other actors and other shows mm -hmm. like walking around the streets like hey dad dad I love you, Dad. In that show, Dad, right? Yeah, but I, I also don't think people associate that necessarily. Uh, that means Dad. I mean, think about it. Um, there's Mr. Mr. Meta, who thought Appa was his name. No, and I, I think that's, that's sort of... I don't know if it was intentional, but I just found it kind of clever. No, it's definitely and, clever. And it's just something that they're all going to take away from them. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's going to take away from the show is that uh i guess a little bit of koreanness i mean like hmm. when kim started i i didn't know if anybody else was gonna like the show but when <laughs> uh i started to get involved in the community people would be asking me like oh what what was that food that they were mm, trying do right. you have any korean restaurants that you would recommend yeah um you know what could, how do you say this word in korean what did what did they what were they saying on the show mm -hmm. it, it's brought all this interest that people had and i'll be frank like when i was growing up a lot of people didn't know what koreans were like especially in my neighborhood mm -hmm. right uh they barely knew what chinese people were in my neighborhood <laughs> so <laughs> so it's um yeah i think it that will probably be some of the lasting legacy that goes on with Kim's. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only the representation, but making a mark, especially for Koreans and Korean Canadians. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. I, I think that's a big step forward, especially, and I've said it, I think, on this episode, um, especially for our kid, mm -hmm. 
baby Kimbit. Um, <laughs> I hope that she will be able to watch more shows like this and see herself. And yeah, that this kind of stuff just becomes another show for her. That she'll flip the channel and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to go watch the other family. Mm-hmm. So, and I think there are lessons for the creatives of tomorrow mm-hmm. on where they can not only take where these stories, but also the lessons of how they can, I guess, carry forward and not make the same mistakes that Kim's did. For and sure. hopefully, hopefully build a more positive experience for everybody. But just because, I don't know. I mean, whatever happened, happened. We don't know the full story. The mm-hmm. only people who really do are the people are, who aren't really saying everything. So, but it is what it is. But at the same time, we got Kim's. We got mm-hmm. we got we five seasons. Five seasons. I got my complete series of Kim's Convenience. Although on <laughs> DVD, when it should really be on Blu-ray or full <laughs> digital at this point, it's still it's still something that I'll look back at and look fondly. I'll try to forget everything that happened in last year. Twenty twenty one will probably be forgotten, but you know I'll look back and and have a lot of good memories. For sure. It was a show that you did love very much. And you didn't? You started a podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> that I did not do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Um, so, yeah. it. And then what does that mean about this podcast? Of course, we started this podcast because, well, I love the show, apparently, not you. Well, no, we just, we were, we wanted to talk about it. We wanted <laughs> yeah. to bring people of like minds of this, that felt the same about the show as, as much passion I, and I didn't, I didn't think we'd get past a first season. I thought we'd just <laughs> get through one and then it'd be like, nobody's listening. So anyway, that's it. <laughs> we're kind of glad that there were people who did find it fun, that people interacted with us over mm-hmm. the years. Um, and, and we you really know what? Do thank all of you for like listening to us for what five years. Yeah, thank you <laughs> thank so much, you. and it's been great. You know, talking to you online, on Twitter, on Instagram, in person, the yeah. people who joined the Discord. Um, I'm sorry, I've been very MIA, mothering, <laughs> <laughs> pulling the mom card again. It's true. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, these kind of things have even inspired me to take up other side projects. Like I have a story that I want to tell uh, that's from my own family Mm -hmm. about, well, just about my family. And it's something that's been in my family for years and years that for whatever reason, nobody's told, but I think I'm eventually going to do it. But (laughs) before then, I mean, we'd love to hear your thoughts on... If you'd like to see more or hear more of uh, what you're talking in some form, because Hmm. we've also played with that idea that maybe is there life of what you're talking beyond Kim's? Can we talk about other things uh, outside of just the show? Well, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of Asian topics, Asian uh, media, Asian things that we can talk about, or at least our Asian perspective Mm -hmm. or and we got a lot of fun friends. I mean, you've been listening for the last couple of seasons. You know who we've had. and Yeah, lots of interesting people we've met over the years, too. And a lot of people I didn't interview. 
I purposely <laughs> didn't over the years just because I wanted to keep this a fan podcast. So <laughs> maybe we start interviewing people. Mm. So, yeah. So I want to thank our friends and, uh, you know, our guests uh, in this season, or actually all the seasons. So first up, we had Mel, then Jay, Kara, Chi-Hung, Eugene, Lizette, Manda, who's been on like a bunch of our podcasts, mm-hmm. and Beauty, Tina, for that one episode, yes, which is awesome. And now she's superstar on I Strays. <laughs> Ashley and Jenna, Lisa, the Kimbit fam, Hazel, and Chris. Mm-hmm. And from this season, we also had Maria and Emily as well. Right. Right. So, and and of course, we can't forget all the people who gave us fan submissions over the years who uh, just poured their heart over. And it was awesome having you all on. And of course, again, thank you to all the fans, because without you guys, we probably would have finished in one season maybe half a season so yeah without you guys we wouldn't have kept going without your support and your love and your you being our audience i don't think we would have kept any of this going because who wants to make a podcast that nobody's listening to well i guess they would just call that a rant (laughs) (laughs) so for maybe the last time, if you have any comments, questions, or stories to share. You know what? Actually, before that, I just want to thank Ruby, too. She <laughs> she stuck it out for all these seasons, sitting in here and, and filling my awkward gaps. And she has come with me to all the Kimbit fan events and all the fan meetups and all... <laughs> everything so without her i would probably just be the awkward guy on a podcast and look like (laughs) a weirdo in the fan base so no everyone loves you for who you are that's your mom card talking again no it's true (laughs) i'm not your mom (laughs) i'm your wife your motherly card no (laughs) okay so if you have any comments questions or if you want to hear more from what you're talking, uh, tweet me at MikeYUAN82. And for maybe the last time, okay, okay. see, see you. you. Are we doing another? I really need to blow my nose. <laughs> I had to like sneeze for a while. <laughs> I was trying to hold it. Okay. Oh, we're not (laughs) (laughs) getting rusty. Okay. See you. Was that good? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys.